This is SEN's NBL show with Braden Hesselhurst. Now Qualls turned it over, straight in the path of Scott Sobey, pulls up from the foul line, nothing but net. A show built for Australian basketball fans. Welcome everybody to the fourth edition of the NBL show on SENQ. I'm your host, Braden the Hoff Hesselhurst. And what a round we had in the National Basketball League that's just gone past. Round six, we had it all. We had upsets, game-winning buzzer beaters, overtime thrillers, and also a record foul count. So it was all happening in round six of the National Basketball League. But first, as we always do, we're going to start in Southeast Queensland with the Brisbane Bullets. And it was another impressive round for Coach Justin Schuller's team. They started the round with a big win over the previously flying Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. They came into the game against the Bullets on a four-game winning streak, but it was the Bullets who got a big win in that one in front of their home fans. They followed it up as well with a two-point loss to the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. Now, I know it was a loss, but that performance showed how close and how far this Bullets team have come this year and in recent weeks in their improvement under coach Justin Schuller. They now sit... Fifth on the NBL ladder at five and five. And one man who's played a huge role in Brisbane's impressive run in recent weeks is big man Tyrell Harrison. Now in his seventh year in the NBL, he's having a career year and none better, no better performance for him than the 20.8 rebound performance against the Jack Jumpers in Tasmania. He's averaging just over 10 points a game almost seven rebounds, and he's second in blocks in the league at 1.8. And we're lucky enough to be joined by the starting big man for the Brisbane Bullets, Tyrell Harrison. Having a career year, you know, with Bainsey stepping out with that injury, you've stepped right into that starting centre position and, and having a huge, huge impact, especially, um, you know, with on the defensive end with your um, ability to protect the paint, but also uh, being able to finish around the rim and everything as well. Um, what's what's led to this uh, change or this elevation in your game so far this year, Tyrell? Um, yeah, so obviously in previous seasons, I think the last three seasons, I've just been like in and out of uh, injury, like coming back from injury. So I've just been in and out of basketball. But now I guess having a full uh, preseason and obviously start of the season coming in healthy and uh yeah, just building back, uh, I guess, my confidence and just, again, like playing basketball, playing like a high level of basketball. Uh, um, yeah, it just helped, helped me a lot. It uh, built, like, built my confidence and just, yeah, just it's finally good to, for me to just showcase what I can do um, at a high level in the NBL um, while staying healthy. So, yeah. And, and Tyrell, those those injuries you mentioned, especially over the last two seasons, how difficult has been has it been to deal with that? Because as Justin, coach Justin Schuler's mentioned a lot, your your data from previous seasons is off the charts, but it's just been about staying on the floor. How tough has that battle been to try and stay fit? Yeah, it's been um, just a massive roller coaster. Um, like from my uh, elbow injury, I got that and I think the hub year which was 2020 I played through that then 2021 with uh, James Duncan's first uh, first year's head coach um, yeah just like never got right and I guess all of the help that I had around me just never really gave me an answer on what it was and like what happened and like what's the go basically but yeah then 
I saw light at the end of the tunnel um, last season with it, or in pre-season last season, sorry. And then, yeah, got that sorted. And, you know, like that was that injury behind. And then obviously hurt my knee uh, some stage throughout the season last season as well. But now, like, again, like I know, I know what I was like, what I was always capable of. And so was the coaches around me, like the people around me, like they knew what I was capable of. It was just uh, getting healthy and staying healthy was the, uh, was the problem. But now that like knock on wood, like it, continues to, like I continue to stay healthy and just keep showcasing what I can uh, do and bring towards this team and yeah hopefully this season a lot of success bringing a lot of success for this uh, team moving forward here with Brisbane Bullets big man Tyrell Harrison and, and Tyrell recently um, became a father as well with with your partner oh, yeah. Kalani who's a, a, a basketball star uh, in her own um, sort of aspects but uh, in the WNBL and having played for the New Zealand national team for years, mate, what what has that uh, becoming a father done for you, and how how has that changed your approach or or your mentality going into to basketball and your sporting uh, career? Yeah, so recently became a father father uh, in the off season. Um, it's uh, was a massive adjustment towards uh, like my partner Kalani and I, because um, yeah, like she's a basketballer as well. She plays basketball as well, but um, yeah, like it just makes me see a different side of things um like yeah like gives me a different perspective about basketball and that because basketball just used to be my world or like our world basically um like everything was about basketball like you go train play then off the court is you know like talk about basketball like our world is basketball so having a baby just kind of changed that a bit it just gives us another just like escape and you know like just makes makes us feel more human i guess like there's an escape just yeah brings everything back to reality for us and yeah like it's such a it's such a crazy thing like being a father um and yeah i'm enjoying like we're enjoying every every part of it and it's yeah just so fun i wouldn't wouldn't change it for the world to be honest yeah easy man i think we've got it fixed so um just quickly um as someone who's been around the Bullets for seven seasons, as I mentioned before, there's a bit of a new feel and, and a hope not only around the group but around Nissan Arena and the basketball community about the Bullets this year. As someone who's been around for those seven years, as I mentioned, what do you think has changed and led to that um, sort of change in feel so far this season? Um, yeah, so being around for a long time, I've seen like this club blow, uh, go through a lot of changes. Um but yeah, I guess in the off season, my first couple conversations with Justin, he just basically painted me a picture, saw like showed me his vision on where this club, where this team um, is trying to go, um, and then yeah, like and try to build build this team around uh, that vision. And um, when he so those conversations we had, like I was all about it. Um, and then yeah, like come in, meet everyone. Obviously we first couple of weeks of preseason and everyone was about it everyone was about the culture shift and heading in the just new direction where we're trying to like take this season and and yeah like everyone was just about it basically and i think this club uh for this season is like is moving the right step forward um and yeah we're just trying to change the ident- uh, identity of prison basketball yeah 
awesome to hear, Tyrell. I'm glad you didn't use the word grind in there because everyone talks about uh, being being about the uh, daily grind and everything. So I'm I'm glad you didn't mention that, mate. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like that's a part of it, but at the end of the day, I just think having a good good group of dudes that can get the job done and can get what is it our goals done is just you know what I mean. Like, yeah. What more? Yeah. What more can you ask for? And lastly, mate, you guys keep talking about um, how much you you want the the challenge of the the, the better teams across the league and um, of, of massive challenges ahead. You got another one this week in Sydney Kings at Kudos Bank Arena. What's going to be the key to try and uh, get back on the winners list against a really tough team in the back to back defending champions? Yeah, so just uh, as long as we just stick to our style of basketball, right now, going over a lot of. Um, uh, like a lot of the like our scouts, individual scouts, like their plays, their heavy sets. Uh, make sure you know we we drill it right, and uh, everyone's on the same page. Everyone just knows every position, um, and then yeah, just go and play aggressive, and yeah, just keep playing our style of basketball, and hopefully that take has like it takes takes care of itself. Like it, mate. Uh, again, congratulations on the great start to the season, and uh, thanks for joining me, and all the best this Sunday. No, I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. We're back. This is SEN's NBL show with Braden Hesselhurst. Sobe with some footwork in the jam with authority. A show built for Australian basketball fans. Welcome back to the NBL show on SENQ. Just quickly before we get into the top dogs and who's on the radar, we'll go some over some news items for the upcoming round of the NBL. Firstly, we'll start with Melbourne United. They've got some injuries. Uh, coming this week after the loss against Perth Wildcats. They do still sit first on the ladder, but they've got Luke Travers, who is set to miss this week, with, at least with concussion, and Ian Clark with a hamstring injury as well. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, they have some injuries. They have Gorjok Gak out with a calf injury, and they've signed veteran big man Daniel Johnson as a short-term injury replacement. Now, he joins the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix after a long stint at the Adelaide 36ers. And just a, a short story about that. His omission in this year's Adelaide 36ers team, I believe some of the 36ers hierarchy thought he was going to retire and even spoke to him about potentially uh, retiring his jersey. And he responded with, I am not done. I am not retired. So interesting move there for the Adelaide 36ers hierarchy. Perth Wildcats bounce back after a disappointing start to the season. They had two huge wins over the Adelaide 36ers and Melbourne United. Sydney went 2-0 two, two for the round with a big win over the Illawarra Hawks. And then Sean Bruce uh, stuck up with a, a game winner against the New Zealand Breakers to get that win. Cairns, they went 0-2 against the New Zealand Breakers and Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. But like I said with the Bullets a couple of weeks ago, have patience in the Taipans. They've had several injuries. I don't think they've had their full team so far this season, even welcoming back Tarrant Armstrong and import Tajima McCall back into the, the, the lineup last round. They were still without Patrick Miller, who was arguably one of the MVP candidates early on in the season. So they should welcome him back this week. So expect the Cairns Taipans to bounce back. And now it is time for Braden's Top Dogs. Now we'll go with my top dogs and first on my top dogs list, Perth Wildcats and mainly Bryce Cotton and coach Justin Rilly. Now the Perth Wildcats ownership 
last week. Asked people to keep the faith in what they're doing over there in the West, and they delivered. They beat Adelaide, the Adelaide 36ers 99-88 to over at RAC Arena. Now, that one was a little bit messy, but they got the win. But the big win, the biggest win for the Wildcats this season so far was their victory over Melbourne United in overtime on Monday night at John Kane Arena in Melbourne, 102-95. to And the biggest thing was they were able to get their superstar, Bryce Cotton, going. He hasn't, he's been, was averaging just over 15 points per game before this round, and he followed it up with 29 points against the Adelaide 36ers and 24 points against Melbourne United. So arguably one of the greatest imports in the NBL has returned to form, and more than anything, the Perth Wildcats needed to be able to get him going to have any chance of playing finals this year. But also, I want to give a shout-out to Coach John Rilly in his... Second season at the helm at the Wildcats. He was under a lot of pressure after their disappointing performances in recent weeks. But he made some big calls in this past round, which paid off in a massive way. First of all, he put import forward swingman Jordan Usher to the bench, brought him off the bench, and he looked rejuvenated. Came on, was a bit better defensively, but had an offensive impact as well, including a massive shot against Melbourne United to put them ahead there. Now, he, he kept Corey Webster on the bench for most of those two games. He upsized a little, moved everyone down a position. There was more minutes for import Doolittle as well and Jesse Wagstaff. Now, the impact that they ha- that had on the Perth Wildcats team was huge. We spoke about how the Wildcats continue to struggle on the rebounds and, and on the glass. And that was a problem last season as well. Now, in both games on the weekend, both wins... They were able to win the uh, rebound count against the Adelaide 36ers and against Melbourne United. So that move was huge. And I think the move that was underrated was introducing Jesse Wagstaff back in the fold. Someone who can knows how to get Bryce Cotton going. When Bryce Cotton's going and firing on all cylinders, he's not only the first option, he's the second, third, and even fourth option. He comes off screens, one option is denied, and then he comes back. And Jesse Wagstaff is not a player who's worried about getting his own He's just worrying about finding Bryce Cotton as much as he can and getting their MVP superstar going. And who's on the radar this week? Next, my team who is on the radar. And we're only going with one team again this week, and it's the Illawarra Hawks. They continue to struggle in the NBL under coach Jacob Jacomas. And they're in last place again with just a 2-6 and six record. They've only won five games in the past two seasons. And two of them have been through a Tyler Harvey buzzer beater. One in New Zealand last year, and then one against Cairns two weeks ago. So they're really struggling. They're last in defense, and their offense isn't far too far in front. They're only eighth in offensive ranking as well. Their offense, to me, despite their eighth ranking, is really insipid. They only have 11 assists in their game against Sydney, which they lost by 20, and shot 5 of 20 from the three-point line. The other thing that sticks out to me is the Illawarra Hawks play too many people. They're trying to rotate like they're the Sydney Kings. The Sydney Kings play 10, 11, 12 players, but they have the talent and the depth to be able to do that. The Illawarra Hawks don't. And they're playing players who probably probably haven't earned 
the right to go out there and and can't really contribute to this Illawarra Hawks team trying to get back on the winners list and trying to get into that finals hunt. To me, they need to stick with an eight or nine man rotation and try and get something out of that group because right now they're struggling. Gary Clark's been much better, but to me, these are the peop- these are the nine players who they should be playing. Robinson, Harvey, they're two import guards. Wani Swakula Bullock brings a defensive presence like he did when he was with the Sydney Kings. Gary, L- Gary Clark has been firing for them, especially offensively. Sam Froling as their big man, their starting big man, but they need to do something to get him going. Mason Peatling comes back from a broken cheekbone. will add some toughness and defense. Daniel Greeter, again, a defensive-minded player, energy. Lachlan Albrecht, need to give him more opportunity, especially on the offensive end, because he's someone, as we saw in the Blitz, who could put points on the board and put points on the board quickly. And then lastly, I think AJ Johnson, the next star, he got some more minutes last game against the Sydney Kings and really brought a different energy to the Laura Hawks, pushed that pace a little bit more and gave him some fast break opportunities. I can't see any light at the end of the tunnel for the Illawarra Hawks, but they need some changes there and they need some changes urgently. So that's our top dogs and who's on the radar for this round. And we'll quickly finish with the the games coming up for round seven of the NBL. It starts on Friday night with Perth Perth hosting New Zealand, Cairns hosting Illawarra, the Adelaide 36ers hosting Tasmania on Saturday. Now on Sunday, the big game, Southeast Melbourne Phoenix against Melbourne United. The first throwdown of the season and it's sure to be uh, some spicy encounters in that matchup. And then lastly, we finish with the Sydney Kings hosting the Brisbane Bullets, which is sure to be another blockbuster down there at Kudos Bank Arena. So that's all we have time for today on the NBL show on SENQ. We hope you get out to the NBL games across the weekend and we'll see you next week.